Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Relove Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ezzy Spencer, and I am an author, I'm a coach, and I am really excited to be here with you today. I help brilliant, magical women to create love and specifically really have that experience of unconditional self-love and self-acceptance because I am a huge believer that that is the starting point. Self-worth is the starting point. You do not need to be all polished and healed. I mean, there's no such place really, to be honest. But in terms of the journey of really releasing blocks and coming back into your self-worth, like that is a lifelong journey. And I feel like it is such an essential journey to commit to um, because we are just living in weird times, my friends. We are living in strange times. And I am a huge believer in having a bedrock of self-love, self-acceptance and self-worth, because that is going to be what's going to give you the strength to be able to navigate life. Um, and certainly that's the case for the dating apps and the modern world of finding a love. Um, and I'm sure that you are experienced in that world or kind of teetering on the edge because you want to get into the dating world, but you're a little bit intimidated by it all. So my intention in this podcast is to bring a message of hope. Love is absolutely possible for you. And also to give you practical tools and tips and advice that you can use if it's relevant for you. And I'm a big believer in like, take what is relevant and leave the rest. Um, And, you know, if you do use some of the tips here, a lot of the people that I work with find that it helps them to have greater self-confidence in the dating process, helps them have fun in dating because why not? (laughs) It's meant to be fun. We sort of lose track of that. You know, let's bring courtship back. Let's bring romance back. Let's bring fun back. That's what I say. Um, And ultimately then step into relationship, but like next level, soul, delicious, nourishing relationship where you're met in all of the ways that you deserve to be met. So this is the, this is the Relove program. This is the Relove journey. And this is the Relove podcast where I answer questions from listeners of the podcast. So people who are jumping into my Instagram DMs and asking questions, even my clients inside of my coaching containers often and have questions and they say, can you answer this in long form in the podcast? Um, which I am always so delighted to, to receive those questions. And in fact, anyone who's really engaging with this material, but also engaging with dating and relating through a very intentional and conscious lens in the current moment, you know, through that lens of self-love, through that lens of self-sovereignty, I'm really, really excited to be uh, diving in here with you and providing you with the kind of information and and ideas that will elevate your experience. So with all of that being said, today, we're going to jump into this awesome question, which is what to do if someone is not exactly available. And this is a question that I got from an amazing listener of the podcast. She listens to all of the episodes. She sends me messages. She lets me know that each one of the podcast episodes sparks and activates something in her before her next date. So I absolutely love, love, love this question. And I did say to her, you know what, I'm going to answer this one first (laughs) in the new season. So of course, the last episode, podcast episode number 
42 was a welcome to season five and a bit of a update on Relove, where Relove has been and where Relove is going in 2023. At the time of recording this, it is October of 2022. Um, so there is, there, well, yeah, there's some changes afoot with Relove and I shall continue to keep you updated with all of those. Uh, but one thing that is continuing on for sure in the current format is this podcast. And so I am, um, yeah, just really excited to dive in here to answer this question. What if someone is not exactly available? I love this question because of the honesty of this question. Like usually it's pretty obvious if someone is just not available, meaning like someone is structurally unavailable. They have another partner, for example, like that's something which is really obvious, really cut and dry. However, when we get into some of the grayer areas, I suppose, like is someone emotionally available or is someone just not in a place where they're prioritizing relationship right now or prioritizing it as their number one priority in life, but you know, as you might be doing, like relationship might be your number one priority, for example, and someone else might be open for connection, but not open for relationship as their number one uh, priority. And I'll be diving in this episode in to uh, some really helpful ways to, I guess, understand that and understand some of the, 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 the elements of that liminal space and how to be able to chart those waters. I also really like this because it um, really speaks into the risks of having a really positive outlook and a glass half full outlook. And particularly when you're someone who always sees the best in someone else and you're able to see possibility and potential, which hasn't been realized yet. These are obviously amazing character traits, right? These are the kind of qualities that is going to make you very successful inside of your chosen profession. Uh, They're going to make you an awesome person to be around. These are real qualities of leadership. These are visionary qualities. And the the risk is, is if you bring this outlook into a relational context with somebody who just isn't there, who just isn't able to meet you, who hasn't actually done the work yet or hasn't realized their potential yet. And again, coming back to that point around maybe relationship is your number one priority and it's just not theirs or they don't have the capacity to be able to meet you there yet. The issue with that is, is that you are setting yourself up for some pain and some hurt and some suffering. And it's really beautiful if you see the potential in others and you can see where they might be just a little way in the future or maybe just with a little nudge in that direction or just if they overcame that block. However, you know, in a context where we are working with sovereign beings and everybody has free will and we're really acknowledging someone else's free will. And also, by the way, you know, what I'm about to say does not mean like you have to be in this sort of relationship dynamic, but so many of the women that I work with do want to be in a relational dynamic where they are pursued. And so they do want to inhabit more of a feminine role inside of a relationship. What I mean by that is they do want to be in the role of receiving, for example, whilst the other party plays more of a role of initiation. You know, they do want to be adored and cherished and taken 
taken care of. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, this is not to say that this is the relationship dynamic for women. Again, I want to make that really clear. I just want to speak into the reality of what are the dreams and desires that my women often bring. And so the issue is here, if you're in a situation where you are ready for a relationship and you're seeing the incredible potential of someone who is not exactly available, the issue of course is, is that you're setting up a little bit of a relational dynamic where you're sort of the master, the leader, the guide, the coach, you know, these are all kind of energies um, to speak into a dynamic that ultimately may lead you feeling a little depleted, if not bitter and resentful down the road, if the other person sort of doesn't uh, catch up with where you're at, right? And so whilst it can seem in the early days like, yeah, absolutely, I'm well-resourced, I've got that emotional capacity, I've got the vision, you know, I can see where this could actually go and absolutely the potential could be there. And if that particular person was in a different circumstance, then maybe, you know, they would be showing up and stepping into that pursuit role. But if you start the ball rolling in that direction, if you take on that role inside, of the relational context without any kind of guarantee that the other person is going to catch up or meet you there or indeed like choose to step into more of that pursuit role um, inside of the relationship or, you know, choose to sort of step into more initiation. It's like the potential actually there is, you know, for, for you to end up feeling a little disappointed or hurt if the other person proves themselves over time or not on your timeline anyway, to be both willing and able to then really show up and make that relationship their number one priority or show up as an equal partner to meet you in the way that you deserve to be met, where there can be that reciprocity, that beautiful flow, which occurs inside of a, a, a more established relationship between two sovereign equals. Yeah. So I think you could probably see where I'm going with this. When we do the beautiful work around coming into a beautiful embodiment of the value that we have. So really anchoring into our own intrinsic value, which we can't lose, by the way, we can forget it. We can get blocked with emotional static and baggage. In fact, if we're not bored with it, we pick it up pretty quickly. Navigating society as a woman, there's a huge amount of deconditioning, actually, in order for you to come back into what your intrinsic self-worth is right you know it seems to be part of what the human journey is all about which is why i love that Rumi quote which is that we're not here to find love but we are here to find all of the barriers that have been built against it um and that really does speak into into the underlying philosophy of relove and so i do think that the medicine there is around self-compassion self-compassion self-love self-forgiveness this is the deep deep work that we do inside of the relove program over many weeks as we go through this beautiful deconditioning process and coming back into our own beautiful essence and so really here in terms of answering this question what if someone is not exactly available? Uh, the first thing here is to, of course, ask yourself, are you available? And specifically, what are you available for? This is a really important question. What are you available for right now? So we're not talking about what you might be available for once you've done a little bit of work. You know, it's not about what you might be available for once you have, say, finished your PhD or finished this particular project at work or 
you know, whatever it is, like it's not some point in the future. It's about you being really honest with yourself about what it is that you are available for in terms of romance right here, right now. Yeah. And so when I work with my clients, what I will do here is I will bring up the relove wheel. Here I'm talking about wheel number two, which is about how to go from dating to relationship. We do have wheel one, which has eight stages of self-love. And then we've got wheel two, which is about the eight stages of how to go from dating to relationship. That wheel, it's over on my website, ezzyspencer.com, if you'd like to go and see a graphic representation of that wheel. Also over on my Instagram feed, Ezzy Spencer, you can go and check it out. And so with my clients, I will ask them, where are you on the wheel? So where are you on wheel two right now? And a lot of the time it's really interesting because they might be at, say, maybe spoke number two, which is connection, which is all about getting into chats with people. And so the connection stage could look like getting into the, you know, the texting if you're working with a dating app like Hinge or Bumble or whatever, you know, that could be the point at which you've gone past like the liking each other, you've both matched and then you're jumping into the chit chat and the back and forth. And there's ways to make that really fun, by the way. So it's not such a boring, high pen pal situation. Um, but, you know, you might actually just be available for that because you've had a toxic relationship in the past and you're actually not really feeling like you're ready to get into another relationship with someone else, which is perfectly fine just in terms of you identifying exactly where you are right now, whilst hopefully also doing some of the beautiful self-love work to really rebuild your sense of self and your self-esteem and your self-confidence and all of those things, because naturally a really difficult relational experience can really knock that around, even if you had a solid starting point. Yeah. So again, coming back to that beautiful principle of self-love, self-compassion, self-forgiveness, you know, rather than trying to hurry yourself along past where you currently are, being just really honest about where you are currently at. What are you about? for right now. Or it might be that you're actually around at spoke number six on the wheel, right? And so in the relove world, in the relove magical language, and the more you listen to this podcast, you really will start to acquire this special vernacular. It is actually a lot easier when you do look at that graphic. Um, And then, you know, it does actually make a lot of sense over time when you are dating in real life, when you're on the court, a system really does help to navigate the current dating world. You know, you don't want to just be like, ah, it's so hard. It's so overwhelming. You want to be like, okay, what tools are available? And this is a free publicly available tool that you can look at on my website or my Instagram. Like what tools are available to support me to effectively navigate this world? And this is what my clients use as we go from dating to relationship, right? So it might be that you're at spoke number six, which is the garden in relove language. Now, this is the point at which you are dating someone in a deeper way. So this is a point where you're starting to get to figure out whether there might be longer term compatibility there. Yeah. And so you actually do need multiple touch points. You actually do need to be dating someone over time to see whether they are congruent with their words and with their actions, whether they are showing up consistently over time, getting to know them in different seasons of their life, and also just getting to know yourself with that person. Like, are you congruent with this person as well over time? One of the common mistakes that I see is that women get into early attachment. So they meet someone that they like, or they feel a little bit of a vibe and then 
woo, you know, in their heads, they're completely, you know, down the track with the, with the farm, with the kids, you know, trying to figure out which country they're going to live in, you know, but they haven't actually done the, the, the due diligence yet. You know, like there's a number of checkpoints that you want to go through with someone. And every single time you meet someone that you really like, you'll say to yourself, oh, well, this is different. This doesn't apply to me anymore. But that's actually the point to double down on the system, my friend. That is the error (laughs) is to go, oh yeah, no, this one feels real, you know, and that might be the case. Yeah. But you do want to honor yourself and you want to really take care as you're making the most important decision that you will make in your life. And you do want to hang out for a minute at spoke number six at the garden phase. So maybe that's where you are. Maybe that's what you are available for is that deeper exploration of seeing whether you do have shared values, shared vision, and what I call in the relove language, shared veneer. So that's essentially, you know, the lifestyle piece, right? You know, you want to ensure that all of that is in alignment with someone can consistently over time. Do you actually feel worthy of love? Do you feel deserving of being adored and really cared for? Because that's the type of thing you'll want to be seeing once you're exploring at that spoke number six, that garden phase, you know, you're going to want to ensure that all of the qualities for what it is that you're looking for in terms of that next level, healthy relationship that you're wanting to create for yourself, whether that's now, whether that's in the future, you know, you're going to really want to ensure that those elements are there and they're consistently there for you, but that you're also open and available to be able to receive. We want you to be feeling it in your cells because it is a qualitatively different experience for yourself when you are deeply anchored and embodied in your own self-worth. And it is an absolutely different experience for your partner as well. I have got a beautiful self-study course, which is up on my website right now. It's called Lovable. So if what I am saying is resonating with you and you're like, yes, 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 I really want to do that work, you can jump onto my website right now, ezzyspencer.com. You can go and pick up that self-study program called Lovable if you would like to start to work with this in a DIY way. This is what is going to make you magnetic. So that's the first thing. Are you available yourself? And what are you available for right now? Where are you on the wheel right now? Then the next question is, are they available for that right now? And here's the thing, my friend, the answer to that is yes or no. There is no sort of in between, almost kind of trying to sort of squeeze them into some shape. It's like, yes or no. If you are available for spoke to, let's use the example that I used before. If you're available for chatting on the app or spoke to in real life, connection in real life could look like going out to a cafe or a bar, making eye contact, smiling when someone comes over, having a little bit of a flirt, which does not need to be the most witty banter in the world. Yeah, but exchanging a couple of sentences with someone just to see whether there's enough of a spark, enough chemistry to like get a drink together. (laughs) Or is there enough here to jump onto a video date, which is a vibe check or indeed go for a walk together, you know, something like that. Like that's what availability really looks like from that spoke two to spoke three component. And so it's a simple yes and no. Like, are they available for that? or not. Someone needs to be available in a number of ways, structurally, circumstantially, geographically, as well as being emotionally available to meet you where you are at right now. 
Yeah. And so again, let's talk about the spoke number six example, which is the other example, which I gave. Now people need to be available to go on a deeper exploration of intimacy with you for you. If you're at spoke number six, you're wanting to really go the distance and explore compatibility with someone because ultimately you want to move around to spoke number eight which is the secret garden in the re-love language, which is all about stepping into that exclusive committed partnership. If that's what your vision is, and if that's the case for you, then someone needs to be available to meet you where you're at. So if you're really wanting to vet your potential partners, if that's where you want to be, then someone needs to have the emotional tools, skill set, maturity to be able to deepen into intimacy with you. You know, they need to be available physically. So then you're able to really deepen that physical connection over time. And that needs to be a possibility, even if you're not currently living in the same place. Yeah. So to come back to the original question of this episode, what if someone is not exactly available? The invitation is, is to firstly be clear on whether you're available and what exactly you are available for right now. And then to just ask yourself, is that other person available for that? Yes or no. And you can also ask the other person, of course, like, you know, if you're in more of the spoke six territory, that's going to be more appropriate. Like if you're just like locking eyes across the bar, that's going to be a weird opener. Like, hey, (laughs) do you want to see if we can make babies? It's probably not going to be the same line you're going to do there. So of course it's going to be context dependent, you know, just in terms of where you're up to, in terms of your connection and your relating, right? You know, in terms of whether you make your own assessment as to whether the other person is available or whether you ask them directly, I mean. But ultimately, if the other person is not available, the invitation here is to thank them so much for the connection. And then in real love language, we say we put them under the line. That refers to a line inside of the Excel spreadsheet that we use called the suitors dashboard. And so what I mean by that is that you never say never. Just putting someone under the line doesn't mean that you never speak to them again or that they're dead to you or anything like that. It's just that in terms of you closing the loop, what is happening there is that you are creating space for someone to show up and meet you in all of the ways that you deserve to be met all of the ways that you're available to be met, all of the ways that you want to be met right now. It's not saying they can't come back, but in putting them under the line and you can use whatever system makes sense to you, you know, but here's sort of the metaphor, the symbolism of putting someone under the line. What you are doing is that you're putting yourself above the line and you're putting yourself and your needs and your desires front and center in your life. And this is such an important expression of self-love and self-sovereignty. It's actually the sign of an abundant mindset, meaning that you are holding open the space for someone to come in and meet you in all of the ways that you deserve to be met. So, the very fact that you're even asking this question or thinking about this question, what if someone is not exactly available, you know, means that, of course, you know, they're not available, but there's obviously lots of really good things going on with that person. Like there's obviously an amazing connection there in some way, right? And that's true. And that's real, you know, so putting them under the line might be, so to speak, you know, might be like, oh man, (laughs) 
this is a bummer because I've never experienced something as awesome in terms of our conversation or in terms of our, like, uh, you know, alignment with our life uh, vision or our values before. But what we really want to do is to anchor into that abundance mindset, meaning that it is possible for us to be met in all of the ways. And we are so deeply anchoring into that reality. All right, my dears. So to recap, if someone is not exactly available, first thing you want to do is ask yourself, are you available? And what are you available for exactly right here, right now? So what spoke of the Relove wheel are you up to? Go and check out my website, ezzyspencer.com to see a graphic of that wheel. It's there on the homepage. And then ask them, are they available for that right now? And the answer is yes or no. And if yes, they are available for that right now, then you know what? You've got that clarity and honesty about where you are and what you're available for. We've got a sense of what they're available for, you know, then play and see where it goes. If you're like, actually, I'm just available to go on a couple of dates and to have dinner at this point in time. I definitely don't even want to kiss someone, you know, and that's where they are, then great. Like go out to dinner and be really honest and transparent about that with them. And honesty tends to forget honesty. Um, and so have fun with it if that's the case. But then if the answer is no, if they're not actually available, whether that be circumstantially available, geographically available, emotionally available for what it is that you are available for right now, if that's a no, then my friend, you need to put them under the line. Like you are only setting yourself up for heartache, hurt, and disappointment. If you continue to invest in someone, because you can see the potential in the relationship. And so I invite you to take a stand for yourself It doesn't mean that you never have to speak to them again. Um, But, you know, what I really do invite you to do is that you continue to honor your heart, your vision for your life and take a stand for what it is that you absolutely deserve and what is possible for you. I hope this helped and I am really curious as always to hear from you how what you thought of the episode. You're welcome to come over to my Instagram. I am Ezzy Spencer on Instagram. If you loved the episode, then I would absolutely love if you would give me a five-star review and even write a little review in the Apple podcast. It would just mean the world for me. I mean, obviously it's tremendously gratifying for me as otherwise I'm sitting here speaking into a microphone. So I absolutely do love it when people are listening. And of course, when you write reviews, it also does help other people who are kind of scrolling along and just like, oh, could I be bothered listening to this or not? Like if they see some really yummy reviews there, they're much more likely to take a listen as well. And who knows, maybe change our love life for the better. So just know I would be so incredibly grateful if you did take the time to just click a five star. You can head on over to my website, ezzyspencer.com. You can check out those free attraction elixir, which is like a really fun little download. It just takes a couple of minutes. You can listen to it before you go onto the apps, before you go out onto a date. It really juices up the energy. Um, Super, super fun. I hope that you have an absolutely wonderful day. 